Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni. Joining me once again is Colin Mitchell, and today we are joined by North Texas defensive lineman Roderick Brown. Rod, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing great. Doing great. One o'clock on a Wednesday, talking mm. North Texas football. Man, can't can't complain. You already got practice in for the day? Uh, no, nah, we had uh, waste today. Okay, waste today. I saw a video of you on Twitter squatting like 800 pounds. How, how much <laughs> was that? Hey, it was about. Oh, it was probably 585. <laughs> Golly, <laughs> like 585. Is that is that is that your? I mean, I guess y'all don't go for PRs at this point or something like that. But is that like the normal weight? You hidden? Yeah, about the normal weight I do. Okay. Is there anybody on the team that squats more? Tayshon Johnson. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Yeah. He has six hundred or what? Yeah, he has six hundred for real. Dang. So gives you gives you something to to work towards. Hey, <laughs> facts. Somebody go compete against. Yeah, Tayshon. Tayshon. Um. Well, uh, spring ball, man. Well, first we can start off just how what's it been like for you? Um, obviously new coaching staff. Um. How have you approached it, and just what's it been like? Um, it's been a whole, a big culture change. Um, it's been very different. It's been uh, a lot faster, even though last year it was fast. It's been a lot faster. Um, learned a lot of new things with the new coaching staff, new scheme, new techniques, a lot of new everything, and um, it's been going pretty well for me. I feel like it's been going pretty well overall as us as a team. How do you think you'll fit in that new scheme? Uh, I mean, obviously, like you said, it's been very fast. So how how long do you think it'll take you to get acclimated uh, to that? Um, I should be ready to go by the end of spring. I mean, I've been catching up to um, all the new plays that the coach, Coach Capone, been putting in. Plus, Coach Gary has been making sure he's instilled in us to, like, focus on what, what's our job, alignment job and technique. So yeah. I feel like I'm a, by the end of spring, spring game, I should have about it. Every play we've put in, I should have it now. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Coach Capone. Um, what has he been like, obviously, as you get to know him, get to know what he likes in the defense, just and how you kind of fit into to what he wants to do? Um, he's a big culture guy. He's a guy who, who wants to get to know you. So I would say he's a big family guy as well. He's a he's a nice guy, a guy who, who you want to be around, a guy who I want who I want to be around and to coach me because he's he's all he's like hard nosed. He's not gonna let you slack. If you slack, he's gonna make sure you pick it up. It's something that I like, something that I feel like we didn't have last year. So it's pretty good. Now, for you individually, I mean, obviously, as a defensive tackle, you know, you can move between nose, you know, zero tech, all that stuff. Where do you feel like you're the strongest, where you make the most impact, whether that's, you know, zero technique or lined up between the, the gaps? Just where, where do you feel like you're the, the most effective? Me personally, I feel like I'm um, – I'm locked up in between the gaps. So a three technique mm-hmm. or a two, I feel like I'm better there. But um in this this no situation, I'm I'm be able to make cause habit. Yeah. Due to the new coaching staff and some coaching. Yeah. That's uh that's always something I always wonder with defensive tackles is where they kind of see themselves. Cause some people, some DTs like being right over the the center and really just get off the ball and hit them. So I know that's yeah. a, a big point of emphasis there. Colin, what you got? Uh so Katie Davis left. Obviously, he was a big leader in the locker room. Do you have any pressure on you to kind of, you know, fill in that role in a way and, and kind of be a leader? Oh, I wouldn't say it's any pressure, but it is a role that's, that um, I'm looking forward to step up into, along with other guys like Larry. Um, we got uh, Nick Nasakawa. 
him as well, yeah. Logan Wilson, some older guys who's um, already been on the team. And how have you approached that going into this season? Um, I tried to first start into my D-line room. So instead of, like, trying to become the big guy for everybody, I got to start somewhere small, start talking more in the room, in the D-line room, telling guys, get somewhere, be five minutes early, ten minutes early, don't be pressing for time, things like that, small things, so I can work bigger. Yeah. Um, on the defense, let's start with defensive line. On the defensive line, obviously, you'll have, you'll have a good amount of returners from last year. Oh. Uh, who are some players that you feel like either, you know, people aren't talking about enough or that could surprise people going into the offseason, uh, into the fall um, of this year? Um, I would say, uh, I don't know how to say his name, but we call him June, number 51. Uh, I think his name. Oh, Fata Fe, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We call him June. Huh? What do y'all call him? June. J-U-N-E. Okay, with June. Okay, yeah, that's what so, we're calling June now because I don't know how to say his name either. <laughs> yeah, so I, I feel like a lot of people are not talking about June. He's a guy who last year stepped up for Enoch Jackson once he went down and took on that role and, like, really never never looked back. Always work hard, physical, aggressive, fast. A guy who's who has a nose for the ball. Like, he might spill a puller. Next thing you know, he on the tackle. Yeah. Like, it's a, that's a guy that I feel like no one really speaks on it. As far as our D line room, how does how's Enoch looking getting back from from that injury? Oh, he's looking great. Looking, uh, he done slimmed down some, you know, big Enoch. <laughs> he done slimmed down a little bit. Um, he's looking more fluent. He's he's working, being aggressive. Things I things I seen Enoch do since I got here. You weigh more than him now? Most definitely. Okay, most definitely. Because on the roster, you're at two seventy five. I'm I'm assuming that's not updated. No. Nah. Okay, no, we we getting three hundred. Yes, sir. No, oh, there we go. Okay, there we go. Okay. Three hundred squat. Oh man, monster, monster. <laughs> absolute monster. Uh, to kind of expand on Bernie's question about the D line, what about in the defense overall? Who do you think that is going to surprise people? On the defense, Nick yeah. Sakawa and Logan Wilson. Okay, I yeah, I was trying to. Figure, we were learning how to say Nick's name. As yeah, well. we've heard that. We've heard Logan Wilson a couple times actually, and and uh, when we've asked a couple people, so that's interesting. Yeah, I feel like those two guys, you know. Logan, he really didn't get a lot of a lot of playing time last year, but he got some. But this year, with him being that starting role, especially him stepping up and becoming that leader that we that's needed since KD Davis left and a few other guys left, mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to be a star. And then, no, Nick got hurt last year, so he got a big chip on his shoulder. And from practice and things that I've seen him do, I feel like it's going to translate into the game, and he's going to step up big for us. Yeah, that's a that's a good point because we've been looking at the safety position, like you know where where y'all go with the safety spy, you know Deshaun Gaddy gone, all that stuff. So those are some some good names for sure. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about last year, the last couple years, few your first two years. Okay. Um, I remember when you committed to North Texas. I think Phil Bennett compared you to Aaron Donald out of high school, and obviously that's massive uh, compliment to you, but. Uh, what was your relationship like with Coach Bennett? Um, and just what were the past couple years like for you? Um, I feel like my relationship with Coach Bennett, it was a, it was great from the start. He was a he's like he was like a grandpa due mm-hmm. to the fact of his his older age. So it's like <laughs> he had I had much respect for the man. He uh he always wanted me to be greater than what I thought I was. He he always told me, You're good, but you're not good enough. And I always took that to heart. I always tried to work hard for him. And I just I just loved him as a guy. As a dude. Yeah. Um, 
we we talked about it a little bit on this podcast, but it's like when when there was a coaching change, and obviously you know the whole staff pretty much turns over. There weren't a lot of players that left. You know, and a lot of the players y'all have a ton of returners on this team for a team that had a coaching change. Why do you feel like that that is? Why do you feel like there were so many players eager to come back and uh, play for North Texas again? I want to say the team chemistry. Uh... Because we're doing this thing, it's called the three H's, your hero, your hardship, and your highlight. And a lot of – now, I've been listening to a lot of guys, and their highlight has been just being here and being around us. It's been a highlight of their days. So, them waking up in the morning, they probably got something going on at home, something going on with their parents, anything. But them coming here each and every day, working with us, grinding with us, trying to become great with us, it's been their highlights of their day, which is my highlight of my day as well. Come here every day is a highlight of my day. So I, be, I believe it's just us as a group is a reason why ain't nobody left. Um, moving into the uh, to the AAC, obviously y'all are going to be starting seeing SMU as uh, conference rivals. How does does that kind of light any fuel under the fire? Uh, me personally, I look at SMU as another opponent. My the the fuel of my uh, what's going to light any fuel on me is us winning a championship and us getting a bowl ring. That's the only thing I really think about. SMU is just a stepping stone that's in our way to me. Personally, what but was as a team? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Team, it might it might put a, a fuel on the fire due to the rivalry and things like that. So maybe, yeah. What was last year like for you and for the team? Because it's like y'all had the ups and the downs and the ups and downs, but then you find yourself playing in a conference championship game, and so it's like you know you you take the good with the bad, but you're here, you're in the championship game, and you know y'all are playing for something at that point. What was it like for you to, to go through those ups and downs that y'all did and still be playing meaningful games, you know, down the stretch? Um, that's a good question. I, I would say when we when we had our ups, it was because we, we played as one. Everybody was doing their job. Everybody was aligned where they're supposed to be. Everybody's supposed to be making the plays that they're supposed to make. And then the down, our downs was really because it's our fault. I would say, like, we probably weren't making the plays we were supposed to make, or maybe we missed a, missed a tackle here and missed the alignment here. And it really wasn't just too bad for us. But for, for to see us go through all of that and go to the championship was big because growing up, I ain't never been to a championship. I ain't never won a championship. I've never won anything big. So for me to play in that, I had an opportunity to play in it was very big. And it was very big for us as a team due to the past of North Texas. So I feel like, it's a big stepping stone. So now we got to get over that hump and win this one. Does it feel like, like, is that kind of like known knowledge or known throughout the team? Be like, all right, that, that's the hump. Like we got to get over either the championship hump or the bowl game, obviously hump as well. Is that like, just like the motivating factor with, with the program right now? Um, I would say that's, that solely is the motivating factor. I believe our motivation is us becoming great each and every day, getting 1% better. But that is something that we look at, yeah. And we take take heed into. Um, I was gonna ask about. Um, oh, I forgot. What I was gonna ask Colin, what you got? I I ran through all mine. Oh, you ran through all yours? What do you have? Three written down? I have four. Four, four written okay. down. Okay. <laughs> um, you're the you're I, the you're the question asker. I know. In this group. I, yeah. I don't. I I'm a professional at this. All right. Let's see. Y'all have a spring scrimmage. Oh, I was gonna ask about the offensive line. 
So you obviously go against them, you know, Gabe Blair, all the whole guys. Like that's another group that has a good amount of returners on it. They've added some guys that tackle. What have you seen from the offensive line uh, over the spring and just over the offseason that you expect from them moving forward? Um, I would say that they're they've gotten better each and every day, and they've another reason that we want to be better. So I would say that this this O line is I don't know because Manasseh Mose was on the last O line. Yeah, Manasseh was on, he was there. So, he was Get new pieces. Uh, I want to say this O line is a little bit better than last year O line due to the fact that everybody on the, on everybody that's starting on the O line has experience and has been through some games and got some games under their belt. So I want to say this O line is a little bit better because you know last year, Babichi we will he he was brand new to it. Mm-hmm. Jed Duncan played tackle which he never played before, yeah. but this year they switched some guys around. I think it's gonna be. Something to watch out for. Them boys be moved. Who's who's one of them? Who's the one that, that gives you the toughest time? Oh, Gabe Blair. Every day. Gabe Blair. Every day. I remember. It's, it's were you in the same freshman class as him, right? Y'all were yes, freshmen at the same time? Yeah, I remember when he was a freshman and every, all the coaches or everyone was like talking like, damn it, he came in as a freshman, like lifting more than everyone on the <laughs> offense and stuff like that. Just like he was a monster hey, coming in. Thanks. So that's a – that's good because I, I feel like he's a little overlooked in the big picture things. Like, he might be one of the best players on the team this year. <laughs> you got a big point there. <laughs> um, uh, I have a one more. Uh, so, every time or every time we've had a player on the podcast, we always ask him two, like, side questions not related to football. One, do you have, like, a hobby that's, like, you know, that, that, yeah, that like wouldn't Darden, Like, Jalen Darden used to play video games a lot. Yeah, Fortnite a lot. Big Fortnite guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jalen Darwin was crazy. DeAndre yeah, Torrey loved bowling. Uh, and then do you have like a talent, like a like a like a talent that's not football related? Like are you good yeah. at like another sport or or do you have like can you juggle like like anything like that? So my hobby, I'm a I'm an in-home guy, so I like to watch movies, sit down, okay. relax, mm-hmm. keep my feet up. Mm-hmm. Hey, be on some big boy things. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah like that like the but the the ribs right there, something like that. You know, <laughs> yeah. Rolling M and M's, But then I'll say a hobby I have. Your boy just got on the shot put team, so so be on the lookout. Oh oh, oh you throwing yeah. shot put for North Texas? Yeah. Oh my dang! Did you do that in high school? Yup. Okay. Oh, stay in high school. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm excited now. I guess I'm looking forward to. Well. When when are you gonna? So are you doing that this semester? Yeah, I, I was gonna go try out yesterday. When <laughs> when's the when's the meet? When's the first meet? Oh, um, so they've been having meets. So, but yeah, my first meet is the week after spring game at Texas Tech. Okay, all right, Dang, that's awesome. Damn, that's that's cool. That's way cooler than DeAndre Torrey's bowling hobby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what I was gonna ask you. I was gonna ask you. You said you've never won a championship. You didn't win anything in Pop Warner or nothing. No, I've always lost. <laughs> Dang, man, this man's got a big chip on his shoulder. Man. <laughs> yeah. I did it. I gotta give me one before I get out of here. Yeah, get a ring. Yeah, get a ring. Gotta get a trophy. Yeah, gotta... need something. Something. Um, last thing before we let you out. Uh, it looks like your dad's on Twitter a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he go. he just what is he uh... my interviews too? God, leave. <laughs> I just see him. I just see him. He just. 
He's all he's tweeting. I don't even follow him either. I think he either gets retweeted or just shows up on my for you timeline. I don't know what it is, but I guess like I gotta ask Rod about his dad. So has he always been a, a big a big Twitter guy, or is it just for you in North Texas? He jumped on Twitter once I became a freshman. He's always I'm being he's always been there. He's always been active in my all my sport, everything I do. But Twitter, he just became that type of guy y'all see. Great. But he always been funny awesome. though. I'm gonna give him that. He always been funny. <laughs> awesome. But he just became a tweet bird. Uh that's good. Um that's great. All right, man. Well, I think that's that's all we got. Um we appreciate you for joining us. As thank y'all. We'll have, we'll have to get you on closer to the season again and uh talk to you about how it's looking uh in like July or something like that. But yeah, man, thanks for coming on. Hey, thank y'all for having me. For sure. Appreciate it, Rod. No problem. All right, Colin, let's talk about um, what Rod said, and then we'll get into uh, some spring game stuff moving forward here. What was the most interesting thing? I think from two, things, two things for me was the O-line being better than last year because I thought that was kind of a – not a big question mark for both of us, but it was like out of all the position uh, areas on offense, that was the one where it was like, okay, well, I'm not really sure, especially losing Mose. And then Logan Wilson, a linebacker. I thought that was really interesting as well. Obviously, I think we've heard the name a couple times, but I didn't really think that it would be a uh, a jump where he would do more than, you know, role player type of stuff. So I, I think that those are two very interesting things to me. We think about like the safety slash like, I mean, well, just really of like the safeties of last year, because these obviously haven't been updated. If you think wherever Logan Wilson plays, um, did he say linebacker? Uh, yeah, he said after KD left. Yeah, that's what like that's kind of how he said it, but I don't know if that meant he was playing linebacker. You know, See, that's what confused me because I was like, "All right, well, we ask him to clarify, Colin." Should ask him to clarify. Just, just an, he's but just an athlete. Regardless, like the safety position, we had so many question marks, but now it's like we heard Reed say Phil Hill, right? Mm-hmm. We've heard, um, I think JD and Rod have said Logan Wilson. Now both have said Nick Nakawasa. Um, like we've heard those, I've uh, we still know about Harold West. We still know about Dylan Williams. So now it's like, okay, Logan Wilson's gonna start because Rod just said he's gonna start. So you yep. can pit, put that in pin in the starting lineup. We assume either Phil Hill or Nick Nakwasa is gonna start alongside them. Mm-hmm. So the safety positions actually went from a big question mark to being something we can put to bed. I think a little bit. So that's going to be interesting there. Um, what was the other one you talked about? O line, O line being being better. He was kind of hesitant to say that, but I I think. But I I think hesitant at the same level even too. I think that was that would not be surprising, but it would be you know like that's a very good sign in my eyes, especially like, when you're facing these bigger teams. Yeah, I mean, they'll they'll start Gabe Blair, right? Then it gets interesting because you have like Daisy on Carroll still there. You still have Jet Duncan, who he mentioned. Mm-hmm. You have some other players. Then you have the transfers that tackle, so on and so forth. Um, there's there's just a lot of questions. I mean, it's I, I'm, I'm cool with him saying that, but I still have some question marks on the offensive line um, outside so, of Blair. So what are you looking for going to the spring game when you look at the O-line? How would you want them to perform against North Texas' defensive line? I would expect the defensive line is better. Yeah. Right, like that's what yeah. I, I I'm pretty confident in saying with Rod Brown. Well, obviously we have to see the scheme, you know, and everything. But if Rod Brown with Rod Brown and then 
they call he called him June, which I'm, I guess we're just gonna call him that now because completely Fata fine Fehi, with calling him that. Fatafehi Velia is is not easy to say, nor do I know if I'm saying it right. So you got June, you got um, Enoch Jackson if he's back, Rod Brown, Chris Wright at, as an edge, Mason Richards back, um, Tayshawn Johnson who we talked about, yeah. Portland Ross all back. It's a talented group. I will say though, uh, which I think we should talk about a little bit is Cam Robertson entering the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. That it is substantial there to have a a very very highly rated player out of that class to leave. But I still stand by what we said. They still have not had a like huge exodus of players. Well, even Rod said that he was like they it's they're just tight knit. Which yeah. I mean, I guess makes sense. I guess why stay for any other reason? But it's 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 really interesting to see how good. I mean, I'm not saying the culture was bad, but like how each of these yeah. players regard North Texas in terms of like what they want to do on a day to day basis. Well, I think the the Seth Latrell era. The one thing I gave him credit for was keeping the team together during yeah the lows, especially the last two years. Especially the last, the last two years, two years. there have been very very low lows, and Latrell's been able to keep them engaged to keep them together and you have to give him credit there in that he's built a culture strong enough to where he is fired and they're still together they still align they still want to be at north texas so um a lot of credit there to to the former staff but a lot of credit to the players as well so um yeah it is it's i mean rod brown squatting 585 tayshawn johnson squatting 600 how much what's your, what do you squat you go to the gym right now what do you mean yeah Max, I have to think about that. Hold on, how much is two plates on each side? 99, 90, yeah. 180, 225. I think I could probably, if I'm absolutely maxing out, yeah, one almost. I can do more than two plates for sure. Um, give me, give me two, I'll just be safe. Give me 260. Yeah, see, I'd be like a 180 guy. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, probably, probably. I, I, I think I could hit that. Maybe I'm misled, and maybe I can only do two plays. But I can definitely do two plays. So two twenty-five there as a baseline. Hmm. You go from there, but not six hundred. Not six hundred. Let's just say that is a different type of a human. Yeah, right there, squat six hundred. It just looks. Doesn't it look fun being a defense lineman at times? Just, yeah, I mean, he was saying you just you squat a lot of weight, you you lift a lot of weight, and you just sit and watch movies and eat M and M's. It sounds like that's exactly great. that's great. what all the defense. <laughs> he's like, like he's like coach came in and he says hey listen man you're you're two seventy five you got to get to three hundred he's like all right light work. <laughs> Colin wishes that was him. Colin wishes he could get to three hundred. Colin was pushing three hundred a few years ago. Pushing three hundred, pushing two hundred. <laughs> now look at you, um. All right. What else do we? What else do we want to see? Anything else from the the Rod Brown interview before we move on? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, him doing shot puts, crazy. Oh yeah, I'm actually like, I feel like uh, unrealistic. Oh, I can't think of the word. I'm too excited for that when yeah. I shouldn't be because I've never watched track and field. But like now, well, I want to know. Now I'm invested. He was like, he was like, I tried out last week. <laughs> you know, show, next meet is after the spring game or the first meet is after. I was like, okay, yeah, all right, man. Whatever you say. Okay. Um, 
let's talk let's talk about the spring game uh it's april 22nd by the time we record the next podcast i don't know who we're having on next podcast but we'll dive into it a little bit closer but in general mm-hmm. we should also talk about um they had their first scrimmage and uh good old brett Vito put out the stats of all the quarterbacks colin oh i saw that but i forgot the stats i texted it to you yes that's where i saw scroll it. Up a little bit it's far, um, so I'll just look at Brett. Let's Spirit. overreact to some quarterback stats. How about that? Uh, I know Stone Earl had a lot. Go, go, just look it up. Just scroll it up. Do you not have that? Do you need me I to scroll it? really far up? We have not texted that much. I promise. All right, I'm gonna. I. It's literally okay, right we there. De- we definitely haven't. I didn't realize it's, it was Saturday. Literally, I, didn't, I didn't realize it was the chill out. Literally, <laughs> right there. Oh no! Wait, one more up. Right there. Chill out. All right. Let me read Final these UNT off. Let me, let me read stats. these off for everybody. Final UNT passing stats unofficial per. per Vito, which is unofficial, but we'll, we'll assume he can count. Chandler Rogers, five for nine for 24 yards. Yeah. Stone Earl, six for 11, six of 11 for 137 yards and a touchdown. Jace Reuter, three of five, 68 yards, two touchdowns. Grant Gunnell, one of two, five yards. Uh, JD Head, three of seven, 20 yards. All right, let's overreact. Can't wait to overreact. Grant Gunnell, fifth? <laughs> No way, right? Like, no way, right? He had two passes, Colin. Fair enough. Somebody tell me. Somebody in the replies, comments, tell me why he only had two passes. That that's, was what we should have, that's what we should have asked Rob Brown about. <laughs> nothing nothing about the defensive line. She's <laughs> just grilling about the quarterback yeah. situation. So tell me. Uh, I, I mean, I think the biggest, my biggest overreaction is honestly Stone Earl. 6'11 Ooh. for 137 yards. I feel like we knew Stone Earl was capable this whole time. As a passer? Not only that, I'm pretty sure, and I could be wrong, and you, you'll know probably more than me, is I'm pretty sure they posted like a video of him like rushing for like 30-something yards for yeah. a touchdown. Yeah. So, <sighs> is Stone, is Stone Earl, Earl actually number two? Thing is, <clears throat> we haven't seen Chandler Rogers run, <clears throat> which we need to. Um, I'm assuming maybe Earl's a little bit faster, but I would assume Rogers is decently close to him in terms of speed. So it's not like the legs of Earl are the the big difference here. He's more willing to run, yeah. but he's not per se, you know, this crazy athlete here. Um, the, the the big thing to me is the temps. Why Grant Gano had two attempts doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, under um, JD head. <laughs> I don't want to look too too far into it, but JD Head was three of seven at least had seven dropbacks. Now again, maybe some of those are screens, maybe those, you know, or whatever. But Gannell's one completion was for five yards. Yeah, this is a guy who is known for throwing the ball, has a big arm, six foot six, like he's can do a lot of things. One for two for five yards. I don't know. Yeah, and yeah. even if they were like, if it was two three and outs or something like that. Where the run game got stuffed, it still just doesn't quite sit right with me. Why they wouldn't either put him out there again? It feels like, and I don't want to oversimplify it, but it probably is a new coaching staff trying to see what they have, right? Yeah. But still, Chandler Rogers, you brought him here. I think on paper, should be the quarterback one. Listen, five decide. passes for 24 yards hurts me in the inside. <laughs> and I, I need the interception numbers. <laughs> That's a That's good really, point. Did anyone get it? Well, did did anybody get throw a pick? That's yeah. a good question. But 
if we're just basing off this, my new quarterback, my room new quarterback. ranking. Okay. I'm still going to stick with Chandler Rogers one. Well, you said based off of just this. No, no, no. But this take this into consideration with everything. Okay. My Bruni's quarterback power rankings. All right, make the graphic. Chandler Rogers one. Stone Earl two. Mm-hmm. This is where it gets tough. That's where it gets really tough. Because, like, do we really believe Jace Reuter has turned any sort of corner based on a 3 of 5, 68-yard, two-touchdown performance? Against a secondary we know nothing about. You look at this. Reuter and Gunnell are two four-star quarterbacks out of high school. <laughs> Does that kind of blow your mind? Like, they are legitimately, like... Greg and I was top. on that graphic we talked about a couple podcasts yes. ago. Like, they were legitimately top 150 type guys. I don't know that for sure about Jace Rude. I'd have to pull up his... I don't think he's quite that high, but... You get the picture. Yeah. You get the picture. <sighs> Number three. I'm sticking with Grant Gano. Okay. Number four, Jace Ruder. Number five, J.D. Head. That's that's the official Bruni's power ranking of quarterbacks. We will have one every week. <laughs> All right, what are the chances Stone Earl becomes number one off of these? Because we have to remember, he got a lot of run last year for a guy that we thought could only run. Like, like are we giving it like, Look, like give me a percentage. I'm still putting it as Rogers' job to lose. Same, I agree. But what's the but if what he is, loses if you had to put the a job? Yeah, it very well could be Stone Earl. What's the percentage chance in your head? Fifteen. Fifteen. I was gonna say like eighteen. So. Okay, cool. I don't know why you were being so specific, but yeah, eighteen. Um, so those are the passing stats. Yeah. In general, in the spring game, what I want to see, well, besides the quarterbacks, because obviously we have to see the quarterbacks at this point. Um. I do want to see offense line versus defense line. I would love to see how, you know, center position tackles for the offensive line, all that stuff. I think defensive line, we pretty much know what we're getting. The only thing we don't know is the schematics. Yeah. Which is more of an us thing than it is, you know, a them thing. I'm sure they're comfortable in their schematics, but for me, I want to see it. Uh, the, the cornerbacks. I think secondary as a whole is an interesting spot. I'm I'm confident in the linebackers. I don't think we need to see uh, linebackers. Don't need to see them. Running backs don't need to see them. Receivers eh, don't really need to see them. I mean, you know, Tommy Bush and Jair Shorter and the whole gang is all back. Rod Burns is all back. So, uh, Travian Brown, so on and so forth. They they got guys back at receiver. We know. So what do we not know about this team? Um, we don't know about the secondary, the offensive line quarterback i kind of want to also see who's gonna be the number one back like running back as well but you're not gonna learn that in spring game you're gonna have the same stat just like the quarterback stats we just have you're gonna have yeah that's true six players with especially if oscar's not ready because we don't know exactly you're gonna have all these players with six carries and be like okay what do we make of this but i just i think it would surprise me if oscar Attaway didn't didn't look like he was ready that would surprise me so yeah we'll see um they did add a tight end 
Oh, yeah. Jeez. We just glossed over that, huh? Yeah, we glossed over it, even though we talked about it with JD last time. Literally the last time he was on, or the only time he was on, he brings that up, and now... Joshua Smith. Yeah, Joshua Smith. Um, College of the Canyons from Tampa, Florida. So junior college, six foot two, six foot two tight end, um, two hundred thirty pounds. I don't have anything of substance on this matter, but it's good they picked up a tight end because what we were talking about, they need a tight end. As much as I like Christian Lee, you need another tight end that can step in and play. So, um, I'm excited for that. So it checks off a little bit of the tight end room, but we still need to see it. Um, I'm not sure if he'll play in the spring game. Who knows? Probably at this point in the year, probably has to go finish up maybe academics or whatever uh, at his prior school and go from there. But yeah, I think we're, I feel a lot better about them there. It feels like with me, they're still going to pick up a couple more portal players or portal or Juco players. What position would you like to see the most? From the portal? For me, uh, I'd want at this point in the de- in, it's gonna be hard to get started. Like they don't need real starters, I don't think. I think no, I know it'd be okay. a depth thing. Yeah. I think for like me, I want a linebacker. Okay, yeah. And then safety is like a fail safe. Try to look at the cornerback depth chart here. We know about Rich Tejada, we know about Lorenzo Thompson, we know about mobility, we know about John Davis, we know about Those are pretty much the four that I know the most about. I think corner, you could use some somebody there. Yeah. It's just an interesting one there. Okay. All right, Colin. That's it. That's all we got. Unless you have anything, something else. Good? Yeah. You, you've, been, you've been all right lately? Yeah. I just got back from a bachelor party again. Yeah. <laughs> Story time with Colin? No. No. All right. Fair enough. No, I just... You've been, yeah, that was a long weekend for you. Let me tell you, going to a whiskey tasting is the weirdest thing in my life. You wake up at 9 a.m., whiskey, and then you go to another (laughs) one at like 1 p.m., whiskey. Were you drunk? It was basically like a, wasn't like drunk drunk, but it was like a above buzzed state for like two days. Y'all did wine t- or y'all did out- wait whiskey tasting for two days or bourbon tasting? Yeah, so we went to like like nine a.m. on Saturday, went to Maker's Mark, and then went to another one at one, and then went to another one at three, and then we drink after that, and then we wake up against the next day nine a.m. and it's like the you know. So Did you enjoy it. Yeah, it was honestly surprisingly I won't say surprisingly fun but surprisingly enjoyable to get a tour of a whiskey place because I wouldn't think that those would be enjoyable outside of drinking the alcohol at the end yeah you were skeptical I was skeptical but here we are well now you know what you gotta do for your bachelor party I did dip um maker's mark one of them you you're able to they're all hand dipped in wax so I got to I got to hand dip a, a bottle in wax it's, I you bought keep it. it yeah I mean I had to pay twenty dollars for it but it's I'm oh. never gonna open it so it's just gonna sit there. Maybe when you're like 80. <laughs> 60, 60 years ago, I did this. Maybe when I'm 80. The last thing I ever drank before I die. Yeah. Or that kills you. Or it kills me. There you, there go. you go. 
All right. That's all we have for y'all today. Hope y'all enjoyed the interview with Rod Brown. Uh, leave us a like, comment, share, and subscribe on YouTube. We appreciate all the support. I believe we're at 197 subs on YouTube. So let's Big. get to 200. Uh, if, you're, if you're watching this, press the subscribe button. Send it to a friend. Tell them to subscribe. All that good stuff. I'll tweet it out. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate the support on Twitter as well. All those tweets have done done a great job. Um, Ross Hodge hired Phil Forte, former Oklahoma State great from um, Flower Mound. So that's really cool. Don't have anything special on that. Maybe we'll get him on a podcast. But, uh, yeah, that's all we got. Thank you all for joining us, and we will talk to you all later.